3 this morning, and uh, Amos chapter number 3 and verse 3. Uh, we're only going to read uh, one verse this morning, and uh, our New Year's resolutions to try to preach shorter, shorter sermons, but I never keep them. <laughs> Amos chapter 3 on this New Year's Day, and uh, we're uh, we missed uh, two Wednesday nights. One we usually miss uh, because of Christmas and families getting together, uh, but we also missed the one last week. We had a lot of folks uh, sick, uh, colds, flu, and uh, David, she's got the flu, and uh, of course she's not here today. She's really disappointed this morning because she loves church, and she uh, wanted to be here on the first day of the new year, and uh, she wasn't. Uh, able to do that, so you pray for her. But we hope everybody that has been a little bit under the weather is all better as we start into the new year. And the uh, uh, new year don't change a lot, really. And uh, we'd like to say we stepped over in a new re- year and everything's different, but really uh, not a lot changes. People still get sick, people still die. Uh, all the things that uh, go on uh, throughout life, they just keep right on going. But the New Year is always a, a time at least to mark in the calendar that uh, maybe we can stop for a minute and make a new start in some directions. Uh, the Bible said in Amos 3 and verse 3, uh, Amos asked the question there, Can two walk together except they be agreed? Thank you, you can be seated. Our Father, as we come to you, Lord, this morning, uh, we thank you for the service already today. Uh, Good to see uh, so many back today, uh, Lord, that has been uh, out for sickness and uh, different things. And uh, we're glad, Lord, that uh, you blessed us right on into the new year. And as we come now, Lord, I pray you'll help me deliver this off of my heart into somebody else's heart today. And I pray the Lord be my helper. And uh, I do pray, uh, Lord, as we go into the new year, that God might have some new things for us. And, uh, Father, we'll be careful to thank and praise you for the goodness of God and all of your blessings. In Christ's name we pray, amen and amen. Amen. The Bible has volumes to say about walking. And I know we live in a society where everybody, uh, a lot of people are, uh, a lot of health places and a lot of people spend a lot of time walking. The Bible says a lot about uh, walking. I'm reminded of the words of Solomon that David told Solomon when he's about to turn it all over to him. And he said in verse 3 of 1 Kings uh, 2, he said, And keep the charge of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways and to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimonies as it is written in the law of Moses that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest and wheresoever. Uh, thy goal. And so uh, God, uh, David tells uh, Solomon it's important about how he walks. And uh, we know Enoch walked with God one of the darkest times upon the planet. Enoch walked with God 300 years and God took him. Maybe if we'll walk with God, He'll take us this year. Uh, Wouldn't that be a blessing? The Lord to come back, take His church home. Uh, But Uh, All through the Old Testament, God mentions that over and over and over again. And uh, God tells uh, Old Testament kings 
that they will be blessed according to how they walk. And uh, when sometimes the kings failed uh, to walk in the ways of the Lord, uh, the Bible would say after the, uh, after the failure of their leadership and their life, and uh, the Bible would say over and over again, for they walk not in the ways of God, or they walk not in the ways of their Father. And uh, God has let us step over the threshold uh, into a new year last night at midnight, and we've already begun to walk into this year. Uh, we don't realize, we don't know, it's already been said, that we don't know how far we'll get. Our, uh, our, our thoughts are and our goal is to walk all the way through uh, into another new year. Uh, but we don't have no promise of tomorrow. Uh, but uh, I want to preach this morning on how we should walk through the new year. How we should walk through the new year. And I'll be brief this morning. But Amos said, Can two walk together except they be agreed? And uh, we need to walk through this year with Christ, with the Savior. Uh, we need to walk hand in hand with Him. Oh, so many songs that we sing about walking with the Lord. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. Uh, a lot of songs along that line talking about Him walking with us. Uh, but the question is, are we going to walk with Him? Uh, are we going to walk with Him this year? Uh, you see, I, I want to tell you that there is a need uh, uh, to walk with Jesus. Uh, you say, why? Well, uh, you and I, we need somebody to help us through this year. Amen? Uh, they get wickeder and worse every year. And uh, that's just Bible. The Bible says it'll be that way. And you and I need to walk through this year with the Savior. Uh, but let me say this, that you cannot possibly walk through this year with the Savior if you're not saved. Amen. See, a lot of people, uh, they sing them songs and make comments about uh, walking with the Lord. But if you're not saved, it is a impossibility for you to walk through this year with the Lord. You say, why do you say that? Because of what Amos said, how can two walk together except they be in agreement? Uh, he asked that as a question and the obvious answer is no uh, or not for very long. Amen. Uh, you see, uh, if we are going to walk with God, we have to agree with God. Amen. Uh, I mean, it's pretty simple. He said, how can two walk together except they get an agreement about it? And if me and Brian, I said, Brian, walk with me. And uh, we started down walking right across there. And uh, I'm going to the door. I said, Brian, we're going to the door over there. And we got right there and Brian turned and said, I think I'll go this way. Well, we can't walk together no more. Amen. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, a lot of people, we got a lot of mixed up theology in our kind of a day. I, and I, I believe in grace. I'm for grace. Thank God for grace. We couldn't make it without grace. Uh, uh, but sometimes uh, uh, we have so much grace uh, uh, that we limit our own responsibility of what you and I are supposed to do. Uh, so we can't walk with God if we're not saved. You say, why? Well, we're not in agreement with God. You say, why? Because God said we need to be saved. 
Uh, the Bible said all men are lost. Uh, uh, all have sinned, come short of the glory of God. There's not a just man in all the earth doeth good and sinneth not. Uh, uh, Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost. Uh, uh, and there's not anybody that's not lost that came into this world uh, except Jesus. Uh, and so Jesus says we're lost. We've got to agree with him about that. Amen. Uh, I'm glad one day I agreed with the Lord about that. Isaiah 45, 22 said, Look ye unto me, and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God, and besides me there is none other. Uh, Acts 4 said, There's no other name given among men, whereby we must be saved. Uh, Jesus said, You must be born again. Uh, and uh, so the first thing, if you're not saved this morning uh, and you want to walk through this year with the Lord, uh, it's impossible unless you get saved. We have to agree with God. Amen? We have to agree with God where that we walk. Amen? People say, well, I just go anywhere and the Lord goes with me. Well, uh, I know He's in you. I know He ain't going to leave you. I know all that. Uh, uh, but I want to tell you something. The Bible said, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Amen? Uh, the Bible said, John said... Uh, uh, John said this, uh, he said, uh, this then is the message we have heard of him, that God is light and in him is no darkness. And if we say we have fellowship with him, walk with him, uh, and, we, and we walk not in the light, we're a liar, the Bible said. Uh, the Bible said you cannot walk in darkness and be in fellowship with the Lord. And so number one, you've got to be saved. Number two, you've got to walk uh, out where that God walks. Uh, Isaiah 59 and 1, uh, Isaiah said uh, uh, that God's hand is not shortened that he cannot save, his ears not deaf that he cannot hear. Uh, uh, but he said your sins uh, have separated between you and your God. Uh, uh, I know sin will break your fellowship. Sin will hide God's face from you. Amen. Uh, uh, have you ever... Uh, have you ever, maybe with a child, uh, uh, or maybe your wife or a husband, have you ever been walking, uh, and you're walking, and you think they're with you, and all at once you look around, they're gone. You thought they was there, but you looked around, they're gone. They sidetracked somewhere. I think a lot of people are like that with the Lord. I think they're walking, think they're walking with the Lord, but they're not in agreement with God. They think God's there, and He might be there, but He'll hide His face from you. He won't let you know He's there. Amen. I, I, I won't tell you, if you're going to walk with God, you've got to be saved. You've got to walk where God says walk. And you've got to stay washed. Now, I know this morning that uh, Peter said, Lord, uh, he said, uh, Lord, trying to wash his feet, and he said, Lord, you'll never wash my feet. And the Lord said, if I don't wash you, you don't have no part with me. And Peter said, Lord, wash, wash all of me. I, uh, I certainly want to part with you, amen. Uh, I say that several times a week in meeting God in the prayer closet. I say, Lord, I want to have fellowship with you. I know I don't need washing all over, uh, but Lord, I need my hands, my feet washed. And you and I need to be washed. You say, why? You can't walk with God with dirty hands. Amen. If I came in here this morning and I had grease and all all over my hand and I had mud caked on my hand 
And I mean, it was obvious. You could see it. It was thick on there. And I walked over to you and said, shook hands. Uh, you wouldn't shake hands with me. You say, why? My hand's dirty. Amen. Well, the Lord don't shake hands when you got dirty hands. Amen. That's why you got to pray every day. You got to you got to ask God to wash your hands every day, wash your feet every day. You say, why? There's a lot of, lot of dirty stuff in this world, uh, a lot of dirty places in this world uh, uh, that we can walk, amen. And that's why we need to be washed. That's why you need the altar. A lot of people don't never need to go to the altar in the Sunday morning service and you don't have to wait till Sunday to wash. Matter of fact, if you do, you'd probably be stinking by Sunday. I I don't wait I don't wait till Sunday to take a bath. Take a shower. You say why? I'd be I'd be stinking. I gotta do a little washing every day. A lot of people, I think in our kind of a churches, a lot of people, they come to the altar every Sunday. And then they think that keeps them clean until the next Sunday. You need daily washing. You need to wash daily. Amen. Max Helen said, don't tell this what I'm about to tell. She said, don't tell this. They'll think you're bragging. But last, last uh, Saturday, I started reading the New Testament. Uh, I like to read it and take Alexander Scorby and let him read it, and I get my Bible, and I follow every word with him as he reads it. And uh, I finished the New Testament last night at 9 o'clock. And uh, I say that not to brag, I say that for encouragement to you. God's give you these, uh, these cell phones. And there's a whole lot of wickedness happens on them cell phones. A lot of gossip. Now, I know none of you don't never gossip, but other people do. But a lot of stuff on there. But God has given us those things, and there is some way to use it for good. Amen. You say, what do you mean? Well, God's boy, it's going to be bad to stand the judgment seat of Christ. And him want to know why you never read his book through one time. You say, well, I couldn't read. He said, I got a man to read it for you. He said, I can't see. He said, you don't have to. He'll, he'll do it for you. Just punch it. Follow him along. Amen. But I will tell you something. And uh, you might not believe this, but normally I have to take a little something to sleep. Either when I go to bed or when I wake up 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. But every night, I've been reading that Bible, listening to it for an hour before I go to bed. Normally I dream. All week long, I have not had one dream. All week long, I have not woke up one time until daybreak, except to go to the bathroom right back to sleep. You know, it was almost uh, like I was in a perfect peace. I think the Bible says something about that. I will keep him at perfect peace. It's mine to state upon thee. And I, I got to tell you this. Uh, 
It's like, it's like you get washed out on the inside. It's like I felt so clean inwardly. I think there's a little Bible for that. We're washed by the water of the Word. The Bible said, Be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed. Uh, that book is transforming. Uh, if you'll read it and read it and run it through you, that book will clean you. That book will transform you. That book will give you peace. Uh, that's why the devil don't want you in that book. Uh, I done the thing, same thing last year. Brother Todd Holmes come to me about three weeks later and he said, Brother Rick, I'm so glad... You told us about listen to your Bible on your phone. He said, I'm done. Uh, way over into Genesis. Uh, I'm telling you, it's a blessing. I'll tell you something else. You get about my age, it's hard to sit down and read anything without going to sleep or your mind wandering. You do that? Well, when that fellow's reading it and I'm following along, my mind does not wander one bit. Now, if that don't help you, I can't help you. There's no excuse for everyone in this room to not read that Bible through before the next year rolls around again. Amen. It'll clean you. It'll help you. Uh, Amen. The Lord will show you stuff. Amen. I'm talking about Washing, washing, that's a way to wash. Uh, uh, when you're reading that, it's like running water. It's like putting my hands under running water and just leaving them there. It'll get some of the dirt off. Uh, I'll show you where some of the dirt is. We should walk through this year with a Savior. You should get saved. If you're not saved, if you are saved, you should make sure you're in agreement with all God says. Not just about getting saved, but I don't have, you don't want me to take the time about all that we need to agree with what God said we need to do. But we need to walk in agreement. Number two, look at Galatians 5 and verse number 16. And the Bible said, Walk in the Spirit. Not only do we need to walk through this world with the Savior, but we need to walk through this coming year in the Spirit. That's what the Bible said, walk in the Spirit. Once we are saved, we are sealed with the Spirit. Ephesians 1 and 13 says that we are sealed with the Spirit of God. Amen. I like that. I'm glad God sealed us up. I'm glad God sealed something in. Can't get out. I'm glad about that. But the Bible said we're not only sealed by the Spirit, but when we get saved, the Bible said in Romans 8, 14, that we are led by the Spirit. We are led by the Spirit. Now, you and I need to look at this. Did you know in Galatians 5 that there is 18 works of the flesh mentioned in Galatians 5 and verse 17 down through verse 21? Did you know in verse 22, uh, there's only one fruit mentioned, but it has nine things mentioned in that fruit. And so there's 18 things of the flesh, the works of the flesh. The Bible calls it the works of the flesh. Uh, there's 18 things mentioned, and there's only really one fruit mentioned with nine things in it. Did you notice the word there? 
the works of the flesh. That's what I do. That's what my flesh does. The works of the flesh, the old Adamic nature that's still in man, that's the works of the flesh. That's what I do. Amen. But notice it don't say the works of the Spirit. It says the fruit of the Spirit. That's what He does. I don't do it. He does it. And you see, He does it as I'm led by Him, as I follow Him. He does it. I want to look at this a minute. I want to look at the reason why that you need to walk through this year led of the Holy Spirit. If you're saved, you got the Holy Spirit. If any man had not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. You got him. Now, the reason that you need to walk in the Spirit is in verse 16, the last part, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So if you walk in the Spirit, if you're led of the Spirit, you won't fulfill these 18 things. But if you're like 80% of the Christians that I'm around, and you're led by your flesh, you don't, you're not led by the Spirit of God, you won't let Him lead you, you're in a great danger. You say, what do you mean? Well, here's what could happen. The works of the flesh are manifested, which are these? Adultery. If you're not led of the Spirit, you could find yourself mixed up with somebody else's wife this year. If you're not led of the Spirit, adultery. That's why we got so much adultery in the church. People are not led of the Spirit. Fornication. You say, what's fornication? Fornication is that sexual act committed outside of marriage. And if young people and older people will be led by the Spirit of God, they will not commit fornication. Uncleanliness. What's that? Well, that's, that's pornography. Uh, that's any kind of uncleanliness you can think about. And God knows you got access to it. And if you're not led by the Spirit of God, uh, uh, you can find yourself caught up in all of that junk this year. Amen. Uh, uh, you need to be led of the Spirit of God. Walk with the Spirit of God. Uh, he said, lasciviousness. What's that? That's unchristian like conduct and character. Idolatry. What's that? Well, that's, that's just putting something else ahead of God to make it simple. Amen. You see, the Spirit is not going to lead you to give something else preeminence over the Lord in His time. That's not, that's not the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. You say, this is rough, Brother Rick, and we ain't got to the rough part yet. Hey, we need something to wake us up uh, uh, after these holidays and ho-hos and Merry Christmas. We need something to wake us up in this new year. Amen. Uh, the Bible says idolatry, hatred, variance, emulation, rife, strife, sedition, heresies. If you're not led by the Holy Spirit of God, you could find yourself in one of these cult churches. 
You say, I would never do that. I've met, I've met up in the 30s and 40s that's done it. The Lord never leads you to leave a Baptist church and go to a Mormon church. The Lord never leads you uh, to go from a Baptist church and join Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, you say, why? They're caught. People do that because they're led of their flesh. They're not led of the Spirit. Uh, they're not led of the Spirit. Strife and heresy. So that's how we get these church splits. No church has ever had a split when people were following led of the Lord. That only happens when people are led of their flesh. When people, uh, when people get angry at each other, mad at each other, won't forgive each other. Listen, if you won't forgive somebody, you're on dangerous ground. You say, why? Because look what it said, envies, murders. You say, you mean a, a saved person you get in the flesh so much that they can find themselves wrapped up in a murder? Absolutely. They may not do the killing, but you don't have to do the killing in the state of Kentucky if you're just with somebody. Uh, it's just like you done it. Listen, anything that can be done in the flesh, you can do in the flesh if you're not led by the Spirit of God. Murders, drunkenness, Amen. All these, all these uh, slop holes we got around Glasgow now. Now I used to smoke, smoke for about fifteen years, two miles, and I, I liked it. I go to work, get a cup of coffee, and light up a two mile, and I liked it. It was hard for me to quit. And the Lord finally took it away after my struggles to try to quit. I used to drink some. Now I'm never, I'm never tempted. I'm never tempted to smoke again. But every now and then I am tempted to drink. You say, I can't believe he said that. Yeah, I said it. it's on tape. Yeah, if anything, if anything ever happens with me, it probably won't be run off with another woman. My wife would kill me. <laughs> She's got that in writing. It ain't gonna be embezzlement and stealing money from the church. But I remember, I remember a few years ago, I was going somewhere and I stopped over at Cave City and went into Pizza Hut, and I sat down there and ordered me a pizza. And I sat down there, and all at once, you know, subconsciously, I'm thinking, something smells good. And I looked over there, Brother Lance, and, and this guy had a, had a pitcher of, of beer, and it was cold, and the beads on it and everything. You say, what'd you do? I had to get out of there. Make no provisions for the flesh. Don't expect God to keep you away from everything. You've got your part to do too. You're supposed to be led by the Spirit of God. Amen. I'm talking this morning. Listen, the reason that you and I need to be led of the Spirit of God is so we don't find ourselves in any of those situations. 
Number two, the reality of it, it's hard to do. The reason most people don't aren't led of the Spirit is because it's hard to do. It's hard to follow. He'll lead us, but it's not easy always to follow. That's what he said in verse 17, For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. It's not easy because there's a struggle going on there. Ninety percent of Baptist people have fed their flesh so much that it's much stronger than their spirit. Amen. The reality is that it's not going to be easy to do. But that's the way we ought to do it if we're going to walk through this year. But the reward of it is if we do, it's right there in verse 16. If you walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. How do you not fulfill the lust of the flesh? Be led of the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. You won't have no trouble. He ain't going to lead you nowhere that you don't need to be. You see, walking in the Spirit, it doesn't mean that we lose our free will or we're out of control. No, God gave us a free will. We're always in control. 1 Corinthians 14 was talking about uh, talking about the, the unknown tongues and things and, and these people, you know, they'll get in them kind of service and they'll say, I couldn't help myself. The Bible said you could. The Bible said the spirit of a prophet is subject unto the prophet. Listen, God gave us a free will. That's what happened to Adam and Eve. They had a free will. That's why you're not saved today. You got a free will. But look, the Holy Spirit, it's a good illustration. In order for ships in Portland, Oregon to get into the harbor, to get into the port, it's necessary that each sheep have a harbor pilot. In other words, when they get there, when they come in, there is a person designed to get on that ship and he's called a harbor pilot. And he knows every port, he knows every side, uh, side place, he knows every docking place, he knows everything about that. And he, he gets in there and he guides you. Now don't misunderstand me, he never takes the place of the captain. The captain's still in control, but the Holy Spirit is like that arbor pilot. He just, he just guides you and gets you into the right place and gets you in where you need to be. He knows where you're going, amen. He knows how to get you there, amen. The captain, listen, the captain, he never gives up his authority to the harbor port uh, person, but he works together with him and he, uh, he helps guide you in there. Isn't that what the Holy Spirit does in our life? He guides us in there. We should walk through this year with the Savior. Now, I know I'm wasting my breath. Some of you ain't never going to do no different. You ain't done different in 30 years with me praying for you every day. And I realize there's some folks that this thing's going off their back like, like water off a duck's back. Amen. You say, why? Because God ain't going to make you. 
Holy Spirit's going to guide you. God's going to show you the escape route. But He ain't going to drag you through it. you got to do that yourself. Preacher told me one time he had messed up, lost his church, run off with a woman, and he said, I prayed every day. Prayed every day, Brother Rick. It wouldn't happen. I said, Sir, I'm not quick to say anything. But I said, the Bible don't say we're supposed to pray. The Bible said we're supposed to run from it. Flee, youthful lust. He dropped his head and said, you're exactly right. Oh, if we could get tuned into heaven. And uh, I know we'll never get there in this body. But we could do a lot better than what we're doing. Being led by the Holy Spirit. I got R.A. Torrey's book about the victorious Christian life. I've got a library full of books up there on the victorious Christian life. And after reading all of them, you can sum it down to one thing. How victorious your life is, is how much you're being led of the Holy Spirit of God. If He's leading you 80% of the time, you're 80% victorious in your Christian life. Amen. Listen, we should walk through this year in the Spirit. We should walk through this year with the Savior. Let me say this. We should walk through it in scriptural faith or simple faith. Not all faith is scriptural faith. Please remember that. Not all faith is scriptural faith. Did you know that the word faith is only mentioned two times in the Old Testament. But did you know it's mentioned over 300 times in the New Testament? You say, why? We're a people of faith. We're saved by faith. We live by faith. We're supposed to walk by faith. But don't don't let that mess you up in thinking that them them people in the Old Testament didn't have faith because in Hebrews 11 we have 17 Old Testament names of people who the Bible said they walk by faith. They walk by faith. That's what you and I are going to have to do this year. We're going to have to walk hand in hand with the Lord. We're going to have to be walked through this year with the Spirit leading us. And we need to walk through this year by simple faith. Scriptural faith, simple faith. Scriptural faith is simple faith. The Bible simply says that Abraham believed God. And it was counted unto him for righteousness. Let me just pick out three to illustrate my point, And I'll be done today. I'm talking about walking through this world in simple Scriptural faith. You see, scriptural faith is walking even though you don't know where you're going. I don't know where I'm going this year. You don't know where you're going this year. We don't know what's out there. But the Bible said about Abraham, the Bible said that Abraham that he went forth not knowing where he went. He didn't know where he was going. 
They just kept walking with God. You and I don't know where we're going. We can we can make plans. We can we can you know get an idea. But by 2024, we may have found that life has taken us down some roads that we didn't have any idea we was going to go down. But you know what we got to do? We got to keep walking by faith, even though we don't know where we're going. That was Abraham. Let me show you how Abraham's faith growed. Look in verse 8 of chapter 11. And the Bible said he went out not knowing whether he went. But notice verse 10. He looked for a city. Got a little bit more faith. He's, he's looking for a city. But look when we come down to verse 19 at the end of it. Look how much faith he's got. He said he accounts that God is able to raise him up even though he were dead. You see how that faith grows? As you walk with God not knowing where you're going. But you see what happened? Abraham got somewhere he didn't know where he was going, but God worked it out for him. And Abraham went somewhere else he didn't know where he was going, but God worked it out for him. And he's had God to work so many things out. By the time he gets to the end of the chapter, he said, I believe that God could raise him up even if he were dead. He's our father of faith. Amen. I'm talking about scriptural faith, simple faith. You walk this year even though you don't know where you're going. You walk as seeing even though you can't see. The Bible said of Moses, he endured as seeing him who was invisible. Didn't say he saw him. He said he just, he just walked like he did see him. I can't see God. But I'm walking like I can see him. Amen. I can't see the Spirit of God, but I, I'm being led by Him like I can see Him. And faith will give you uh, the ability to see things with a supernatural eye you can't see with a natural eye. Amen. You walk as seeing as though you can see. Here's the way unbelievers talk. I just can't see it. All you soul winners have had people tell you that. Preacher, I just can't see it. Well, they're not lying. Blind men can't see much. But when you get saved, God opens your eyes. And you start seeing a whole lot of things you used to couldn't see. You start seeing church three times a week and tithing 10% of your income and you start seeing supporting missionaries and you start seeing a prayer life and a Bible reading life. You start seeing what you couldn't see. Amen. It's got nothing to do whatsoever with a message, but I come over here yesterday and fill that baptistry up, and I filled it up to the top. And uh, this is for Jeremy to hear. The cutoff don't work. And I climbed another and cut that thing off, and I got in there and put that little white stopper over the drain. And I filled that up. And while it was filling up, I read all the book of Hebrews. And when I got it filled up, I turned the lights out, got my truck and drove around the church. And when I went around, 
I seen water coming out of that drain back there. I said, oh man, this thing's leaking. There won't be any water in there but in the morning. So I come back in, punched at it with a stick for a while, went out there and it's leaking even worse. And the one, one thing to do, get down in it. And I put my waders on, but I had to bend over to reach that stopper and all that water flushed in my... It's a thousand wonders y'all didn't find me floating on top of it today. I can't swim. So I had to come back in. I had to, had to get in there. I had to get it all over me. Soaking wet. But I got it. It was hard, but I had to work at it a little bit. What I'm preaching about this morning, it's hard. And you'll have to work at it a little bit, but you can do it. By the help of God. You see, walking is, walk even though you don't know where you're going. Walk is seeing even though you can't see. Verse 30, the Bible said, By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down. Walk believing even though nothing's happening. Do you realize he walked around them walls the first time nothing happened? I think there's a whole lot of people in here that can identify with me this morning. Have you had some things you're praying about? Nothing's happening. I got stuff I've been praying about 10 years. It ain't a bit better than it was when I started from what I can see. You say, well, what did you do on the first day of the new year? I just kept walking. I just kept praying. Even though nothing was happening, I just kept walking like something's going to happen. That's what faith is. Faith is you keep on walking even though you don't see anything happening. Because he went around once, nothing. Two, nothing. Three, nothing. Four, nothing. Five, nothing. Six, nothing. But on that seventh time, Something happened. Amen. I'm talking about walking through 2023. Oh, listen, I'm so glad I know Jesus. And I'm glad Jesus knows me. Because I would not even want to take a step into this year without Him. I'm so glad I got the leadership of the Holy Spirit because I don't know what to do half the time. I say, Lord, the Bible said if I lack wisdom, I asked you and you'd tell me. It may not come immediately. But eventually God said, hearing is the way, walk is therein. Amen. I'm talking about walking through this year in simple faith. You don't know where you're going. But just believe He does. Just follow Him. He knows every place you and I are going to be this year. Amen. So, some people, they're just going to stumble through this year like they did the last year. They're just going to drag a bunch of junk that they've drugged from 2020, still dragging it over into year after year. People they won't forgive, sins they won't confess, habits they won't correct. They just keep dragging them over and over and over and they just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. 
Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind. 2022 is gone. It's over. It's in the record books. What are you going to do with this one? How should we walk through the new year? Walk with the Savior. Walk being Spirit-led. Walk with simple faith. Fathers, I come this morning. I thank you.